Coming to you live from Steve's studio, it's Nothing Venture, Nothing Game. As always, I'm your host with the most, your GM, Jared. And normally Jeff's here, but he's not. We sent him to the Alligators in Louisiana. Uh, so, I'm just going to tell you who's at our table, and then kind of... second, I thought you said you were going to send him to Florida because he's old. <laughs> Damn! Oh. He's where I thought you were going, man. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, Jeff feels like the youngest out of all of us. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna read this when we're done with the intro. We'll continue. Don't look at it. So Focus. I'm I'm gonna go around the table, tell you who's here, what we're doing, kind of like. So uh, today we're joined by Fabio. Yeah. What's going on, party peoples? Tina. Hello. Zach. Howdy. And Steve. Yo. Hey. All right. So here I'm, I'm gonna read something from Reddit. So it was. They're this, wrong. The, so this is this is a Reddit post that I thought was a interesting conversation. It popped up in Pathfinder Two E. They locked it. It was a discussion, but they locked it because people so, were getting yeah. angry. I don't know. So they lock a lot of things in Reddit because people get antsy because an anonymity is a thing. Yeah. What so, is it about so I can change the stream title? So it's it's just a a, a Reddit conversation. Okay. I figured we could have a general conversation about okay. this for a little bit. So disclaimer: I am running official Pathfinder Two E Adventure Path, not Homebrew. So just off the off the okay. off rip off yeah. the board. Okay. Recently, the topic of my GMing style has come up, and some players feel that, in a nutshell, I'm not running Pathfinder 2nd Edition like a video game. Let me explain. They didn't write, let me explain. They said, let me, L-E-M-M-E. Let me. Let me explain. Let me explain. In many video games, RPG combats occur when a character opens a door with monsters in a room or walks into a specific area. On, so many JRPGs. That's a that's yeah. a typical JRPG situation. Yeah. Um, until either of those two criteria are met, combat does not engage. Right? Uh, if you're playing Baldur's Gate three, it, it's a different story altogether. Yeah. So we'll preface that. Yeah. yeah. In my games, if a party are fighting monsters in a corridor of doors, and let's say the party wizard decides to cast fireball or a non or any noisy spell or something noisy happens then the monsters on the other side of the doors are going to roll perception to most likely hear and join the combat the players argue the players argument is that the encounters in pathfinder second edition are balanced for that encounter adjacent rooms are separate encounters and should not come into play unless like a video game someone opens those doors and initiate the combat mm -hmm. I'm not running a video game. How do under how do other GMs handle this situation? So I will say this as a GM. I'll say my my two bits, and then I'll be more than happy to listen to what everyone's saying. Um, and I'll just more or less talk as an arbitrator. Um, that's incorrect. What your players are saying is incorrect, uh, and correct at the same time. Encounter single encounters as a independent situation is balanced for whatever that encounter is. What you are running is what all Dungeons & Dragons simulate, and it's a real-life simulator in a situation where you don't feel like going outside and picking a fight with a bear because you don't want to get mauled. So you play a game to fight with a simulated bear. Now but you're also effectively superheroes. Yeah, but so the, 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 the what you are as a as the person writing this, you're correct. If so, if you're in the middle of a hallway, you're picking a fight with a bunch of goblins, and there are goblins on the other side of a door, you're doing the right thing. You're making them roll for perception because they're being super loud. It's not like the rogue sneak attack murdered the mess of goblins, and then you're like, 
perception check to see if they heard the rogue who rolled a 32 on their stealth and like yeah. critically hit every goblin. It, they're having a full-blown fight. The concept here is you are creating a living environment with a living immersion. I understand their argument. They're saying, no, 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 each encounter is balanced for its own encounter, but what they're not understanding, and maybe you need to clarify this, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition simulate a fantasy reality. It's a simulation of a fantasy reality, i.e. tell them to go play or watch Baldur's Gate 3 so that they can have a better understanding what video games activate. By their standards of video games, A, they're playing mostly JRPGs uh, because many games aren't even that. Even like the, the Haunted Mansion games, Luigi Mansion, like when you're running around, you can run into other enemies. Even the old school video games, when they initiated that you could go back on the screen, you could run into older enemies, having nice. enemies trail you. Um, so it's not an MMO where you can zone. Each room isn't a, 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 a standalone zone they connect. Because if that was the case, theoretically, you can argue then, fine, okay, sure. You run into the room, you zone out the old room, they kill the monsters, now they come in, oh, new encounter, because you just reinitiated the zoning. They respawned. They respawned. Now there's a respawn, right? Even in WoW, let's talk about WoW. How many times raids got wiped because someone aggroed. They, they pulled something they was, supposed to was from a different room. Yeah, in, in WoW, they didn't have the sound initiation. But if you actually played even an older MMO, uh, EverQuest, EverQuest, they had the sound initiation. They had that in the game. They actually had sight initiation. Well, yeah, there was like it was aggro radius based on on sight. individual monsters based on your level. Yeah, um, and then they also had like if you had a torch and it was nighttime, and you were the only one in the your area, aggro radius grew. Yeah, your aggro radius grew because the monsters could see your torch, and that was even before World of Warcraft. So we know aggro happens. That's a standard fact. Any old school MMO player knows that from doing a raid once in a while. Uh, secondly, uh, I've played City of Heroes and I've aggroed enemies uh, from video games. So I, I think they're assuming it's a JRPG. Um, so they're like more of an instance than I, yeah. I, I was yeah. I was gonna say even JRPGs don't really follow whatever the hell well, you're talking that was about. Like take, Final, older, take Final, Final Fantasy VII. Like even well, old Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. You enter a combat. That's the only combat. Well, yeah. but, but, you know, but people but weren't jumping in out of nowhere. You but, know, you're but, not getting added. You're not getting yeah. added. So I get it. But, but but I, but, but the premise is incorrect. But that's the whole thing. Is like that's a very old style. Like J JRPGs now don't even follow that. They, yeah, it depends on the which one though. Yeah. There's some that still follow that. Tina, it depends I mean, on. But most of the things are like MMOs, and zones, and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tina just finished. Yeah. We. I remember you talking about the Rat King from. Oh yeah. The um. The what was that game? That's a TV show now that everyone loves. Last of Us. Last of Us. Mm -hmm. the, the, they aggro based yeah. on s sound, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So especially, they definitely de increased it more in the second one. The AI is mm -hmm. way more sensitive. Um, but like when you're around, whether you're dealing with people or the undead, um, especially with the people, if you kill somebody, they'll come over and be like, "Oh my god, they killed this person," and they will call more people over. <laughs> so now you've got you know being stealthy is very important so that you don't attract attention like that. Mm -hmm. But, like, the AI, like, especially if they find it, they're not like, oh, no, someone's here. They will call for assistance and more people. So now there's a bigger, and you don't know how far that goes. And there's situations where that volume will also attract the clickers. And, like, it can just keep going if you don't get yourself out of there. And not every combat situation is meant to be fought. Sometimes you just have to get the fuck out. Yeah. Look, and I, look I'm an old school gamer. I think older than most of you. 
And I remember playing Tenchu Stealth Assassin. Yo, that was oh, my yes. oh. one. Yo, that was my fucking where game. You could, where you could poison the rice balls and yes. drop them. I, that's what I right said. There. I bought them this story years ago, B. Okay, great game. Ooh, you ever play ball. it? Yeah. Great fucking oh, game. Fuck I have you. no idea but what they're talking it about. It relates to this thing, right? There's a time where it's I eat your fucking ninjas and you go in and stealth kill other people. Right? The bad guys. You walk into an area, sneak, 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 slit this motherfucking guy's throat, he bleeds out into the next room, the guy goes, what was that? And he, like, will then investigate, yep. he heard some shit, he heard a body fall. That's in the PS1 era, so don't oh, tell it's me- not Skyrim guard, no. like, what was that? No. Oh, it must have been the wind. No, it's <laughs> like a patrol and try to find yeah, it. They'll start looking for yeah. you, they'll yeah. start looking for and what metal, happened. Metal Gear? Yeah, yeah. Metal, yo, Metal, metal Gear. So this, so this idea, like, I understand Snake. that maybe there are some, a lot, a lot of popular games may use this kind of instance idea, and this is what people have been accustomed to. And I know a lot of us have been accustomed to this idea, where sound fucking matters, like Metal Gear, I love playing more fucking yeah. Metal Gear is great. Yeah. It's Dust Assassins. And also, with the, no matter how many video games use the, we use sound mechanic, we don't use sound mechanic, instance combat, not instance combat, Pathfinder is not a video game. No matter how much we want Pathfinder to be a video game, it is not a video game. Part of it is to simulate. Here's the thing. Can you hear, if your character's asleep during a watch, can you hear Jared's character's getting attacked by a fucking owlbear? Depends on a lot of the streaming. Well, no, I, my, yeah. my point is yeah. that combat is initiating. He's on during watch. And say I'm GMing, or maybe he's jamming, and my character's on watch. And now I'm like, oh shit, there's a fucking owlbear! I'm fighting, now I'm fighting it, right? Regardless <laughs> if even if I say something or not, I'm still active combat. Mm. He's gonna be making checks to see if you hear, if you hear, if you hear it. Yeah, you might right? not if hear the first happens, initiative, but like... If that happens, if that occurs, if you are okay as a player for that happening, then you have to be okay with that for the bad guys. Yeah, yep, it's only fair. Yeah. Rules for you works for the bad guys. Yeah. And I really learned that in our Sunday game. You know, because Chris was constantly like, well, one, I learned as a bard, my sound works in a radius. Oh, yeah. And so it doesn't pass through walls and doors no. that are closed. I didn't like, I thought like, oh, you can still faintly hear, hear things. Yeah. So, apparently but, it does. But apparently it loses not. the magic. It loses the magic. So I was like, okay, I understand that. Team. And then we learned like, even like my bard being loud and stuff attracted things from outside the room yeah. even though my magic wasn't hitting outside the room. Yeah. You know? It's like sound yeah. travels. Yeah. You know, things happen. I remember that one time we played that game. Oh that, that was a T almost a TPK Yo, because of it. We're trying to sneak in, murder people, being extra quiet. One of our players uses Thunder, Thunder Wave. Nice. And what I'm less like this? was this fifth edition? This was fifth edition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it even says on Thunder Wave that this the sound travels like 300 meters it's, in every direction. It's a sonic blast. I'm just like, you're using what move? He goes, yeah, Thunder Wave. You have a bunch of other moves. You sure would have used that move? Yeah, Thunder Wave. We cleared it like four times with him. We were like, you sure? You okay. sure? Even his own team was like, yo, you sure? Yeah, and I'm like, and Jared's looking at me like, tell him. And I'm just like, we're all going to die. We're all going to fucking die. Because yeah. this use using Thunder Wave that it now track everyone That's in the what compound. Happened. People from next door. Motherfuckers from the next town over came over like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I, I get the idea of playing games where, like you said, where it's an instance fight, where it's specific toward the encounter that you're in. But just like with any other, like a lot of other games where you can have the option or that other people can be attracted or be influenced or they'll perceive of noise or sight or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You got to assume the same thing's going to happen here. There's a reason why there's a perception check, yeah. right? These stats mean something. Mm-hmm. So assume that, like, hey, if you're murdering somebody in the room, unless they're being, unless they're mute, they're going to make some noise yeah. and they're probably going to attract other people or they're going to yell for help. Well, another aspect of, of, you know, tabletop versus video game is the idea that just because you might be slow in your progress, the people you're fighting and the villain behind the scenes stuff doesn't stop because you're taking your time moving forward. You're playing the clock a video is always game. Ticking. You're playing a video game and you want to check every box, everything, you want to loot all the things. The game doesn't progress until you get to the next level. Yeah. That your time frame moves with you. In a tabletop game, if we take our time, we might be missing out on stuff. The villain could win. There's a whole yeah. like there, there's a whole concept of like just because there's stuff that you're not seeing your timeline is not the other timelines. There's a whole world going mm-hmm. on without you. Just like in the real world, I, mm-hmm. I take my time doing my shit. Everything else is still happening. So you can be like, okay, yeah, there have been games that we played before. We're like, okay, we can go do this thing and get more resources. We might miss this. Mm-hmm. Or we can go in and fight the person with what we have now. And you have to make those decisions, and that's kind of the fun of it. But mm-hmm. in a video game, it's just, oh, I can take my time because timer's not going to start until like get that yeah, now some, resource and time some ap's specifically give the time for the players sure. now, i remember we were playing in, in the same game where it specifically says this event happens two weeks after the party gets there so the game specifically says wait for the party to get there and then wait two weeks yeah and then the t- party has two weeks to do other stuff and then this event's going to occur so obviously it's not going to happen two weeks from this point. It's going to happen two weeks when they get to the fucking town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, there is some things where the world is suspended for the players, and that sometimes is necessary. Sure. Yeah. But then the, the, I remember there's two examples that I remember. One specifically is gunslingers in Pathfinder One, and then Pathfinder Two is the same thing. You're shooting a goddamn gun. People are going to hear it. Yep. And I remember in Pathfinder 1, that was the balancing mechanic because guns were super OP, except for the fact that it, A, it can't be repaired everywhere, and it could jam, and B, it was loud as hell. So all stealth went out the window as soon as you shot the first shot. Yeah. And then the second thing is that something that the, uh, we, I think we did this in, in our game where it's just that, no, I'm sorry, this was something in Mummy Vest that I played with my friends, where we were fighting a monster, and, so we were, it was bad. Like, half of us were asleep and conscious, and the other people, like, the guy backed into a new room. I'm like, don't back into the... Me being a little bit metagaming, yeah. back in my younger days. Don't back into the new room. We've not been in that room yet. And he wouldn't do is he backed into that room, you monster people. Because the monster's trigger was, someone walks into my fucking room. Don't come into my room. Right? So, it, the so there's sometimes yep. that there's even triggers based on you walk into the next room that triggers that new event. Yeah. So that's baked into the game to some extent, which, yet again, it adds to the realism of the game to some degree, where it's it's my actions have consequences. Absolutely. So that adds to the enjoyment of the game. It should add to the enjoyment of the game. I'm, I, it, it kind of forces you to be more creative with how you approach situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think two things can happen here. One, uh, the players are correct. The, the, the encounters are balanced for that encounter. But they are missing the secondary point, and that is, it is a living, simulated world, right? Like Tina said, Steve reiterated, the world continues, the world goes on, like you guys said. Um, I think a fair balance is something that's becoming popular, uh, and it's timer dice. 
D4, D6s, D8s. You use that. I use that yeah. frequently where, like, I'm trying to set a mood of, hey, shit might go south, and you guys need to, to, to either pick up the pace or understand in, like, three rounds, you're going to have a, a wave of enemies. We don't always know what it is, too. You just put the dice down. Yeah. Like, shit could blow up that? some of the guards. <laughs> I'm, so, I mean, yeah. I mean in, it could be a good thing, too. That's the yeah. weird thing. Yeah, we don't in, know. In, we just get panicked. In Wrath, you guys were in the tower. And you guys snuck up, remember, with the, mm. the way you found Nora, the, the, the baby, uh, the first time. And you guys initiated combat, and Fabio was like, I'm going to hold the door, because you guys snuck in. Yeah. And they heard combat, and they ran upstairs. They were like, yo, what's going on besides, like, the human sacrifice? And, like, Fabio was like, heresy! And then, initi- <laughs> and then he initiated. But they, that was something, because, like, they were, like, imagine if you're in your house, and then someone upstairs is screaming. Just start screaming. You'd go upstairs and you're like, yo, what the? But then the other thing that you did was with the when the, when we were doing the puzzle fight with yeah. the dragon, yes. the big fucking two headed whatever thing. Yeah, and we had to figure out the puzzle within like certain like five rounds. We had to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, and it really like put on like it put the screws on us. And it, sometimes that that feeling is good. Yeah. yeah, where like it really is like, look, we can spend an hour talking about this, or we can go. I'm gonna try this crazy fucking bullshit that I'm gonna try. And see if I can get us. I think it was so Tino excitement. was the first one to start figuring it out, yeah. and then it spiraled it, it out from you. It wasn't Claude Brownick. It wasn't because he misspelled it. Because he misspelled it, so it wasn't Claude Brownick too. But uh, so, so that, close. That whole concept, though, there's a lot of indie RPG TTRPGs that utilize this concept of clocks, yeah. which I love and I utilize in most of my games. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and it's usually, the most it can be is like an eight-segment clock. Yeah. And this is like, things that the characters do take pegs off that clock, or fill in segments on the clock, and mm-hmm. as you keep going, it could continue. It could also stall. Like, it, it all depends on what the characters decide to do, mm-hmm. and like, failures or certain actions will will fill in the segments until it's full and then boom shit's happening yeah. well they so, fuck up well that's the whole thing so it's like that's what's simulating the fact that the world is always in motion, motion. around you mm-hmm. yeah. and you know i i feel like the yeah we had some really. setbacks yeah. Yeah. Some really well. um yeah <laughs> but like i i i feel like the Ironically, yeah. touching on your topic of clocks, my drawer's mask, which came out eons yes! ago, yeah. was there a clock-based game where you had to solve puzzles, go back in time to keep because, solving puzzles. Yeah, so, because you couldn't do it fast enough. Yeah. Right that game, you can't help everyone in three days, and yeah. that's the point painful. of it. Yeah, that is so painful. But that's part of the game. That's part of the allure. It's part of what makes it interesting. So know? here's the. I guess here's begs the question: Why are we seeing more and more people saying that? So like, like, why is this conversation being more and more common? Because they're playing whack ass games. Not for nothing, <laughs> no, like, not to be like just completely like an asshole and just dismissive as shit, right? But honest to goodness, there have been dismissive. a lot of different games through the history of I don't want to say the history of time, but like through I want to say modern age when it comes to like gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Where time plays a factor, you can aggro other people. There are certain things that now affect the world that would naturally, whether it's sound, whether it's sight whether it's time, whether it's whatever, all these things are now being added into the game to give you a little bit more realism, right? The same thing has to be said for TTRPGs, especially when you're playing something that's almost tactical, in a sense, because you're being tactical. Bro, look so at, time is always going at, to be a factor. Look at, like, you know? uh, actual, like, pro chess. 
That's timed now. They smacked the thing. Yeah, it's in person in the chest, but yeah. But like, is the point still there where it's like there's still an added aspect and it adds to the difficulty? It adds to like the way that you have to speed chess, right? Like, there's a lot of different things that are now put into it that add a level of difficulty, but also add a level of excitement and adds a level of fun. And also, if you want to play a game where you just move from room to room and kill everything in room to room. Yo, you could do that. You could play that game. I don't want to play that game. That's I want to play a game where I like I I want to try and kill everybody silently as I go from room oh, to room. Now we but remember. that's yeah. a level of difficulty. Now I'm adding this level of you want right. one on your stealth yeah. check. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know everybody and their moms is coming well, through. It's, it's the so. opportunity to fail and then deal with the consequences. Yeah. You fail Tension. In a video game, okay, you respawn or whatever and you get to try it again. Yeah. You yeah. fail in, in a game, okay, there's consequences to that. How are you going to deal with that? Yeah, but, you may but survive, also, but now it has long lasting up to the story. Something that, like, I, I was thinking about before when you were describing, like, the situation of this, like, party mm-hmm. and everything is, like, say they cleared out this group in the hallway and then they, like, quickly snuck into a side room and uh, killed the people in there and then closed the door, bunkered down. Are they really going to try to, like, get, like, an eight-hour or, like, a long rest in there to when they didn't, like, clear the rest of the place? Like, well, I mean, I, I, that, that like, two things happen there is, like, hey, it's up to the GM to kind of be like, well, you, you got, like, I, so in this article, right, in this in this post, one, the, the GM didn't give a, a, understanding of are these new players are these old players right mm-hmm. but that will change yeah that sure. does matter right because like i'm newer, i am yeah. frequently le- more lenient with new players than i am with older players because yeah, um, i ex- yeah, yeah i expect my older players the rules keep yeah um and then, like, also, I do. Hashtag new player. Yeah. Just put newbie under her name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, <laughs> and also, they didn't talk about uh, a the, the the module that they're running, and b the party dynamic. Right? They're all barbarians. They're gonna struggle. That, right? You like, know, like yes, you could play like a different types of barbarians. Yeah, but like. Magic does help, right? Like, because you could cast the right. silent spell. Yeah. And that's something you could do. Like, you could have the wizard be like, oh my God, we keep aggroing encounters. Yeah. Yeah. Which, do it. Do it. Nice. <laughs> Make it so. Is it? Uh, newbie. <laughs> Hashtag newbie. Um, Amazing. I had to figure what was up. Where's the head? Four years uh, later, still newbie. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's a problem there is like, A, I don't know whether or not these are new players. Because if they're new players, then yes, I I firmly believe you should be lenient with your players. But, but you explain I, I, it. But I yeah, think like you, talk you to them. Explain it. Talk to them. Like Steve brought up a great point, and it was one of the things. Like, man, we like during a session zero things that you should you know anticipate, right? Yeah. And maybe that may not be a thing that they can anticipate on a session zero. But one thing that you can at least do is like, hey, you could tell them like, if you do yada yada yada, and you're allowed. There's a possibility that you might attract other people. Yeah. And it may make them consider it. Like, there's multiple times, like, I'm going to kick in the door. You want to kick in the door? And you're like, fuck, I know this can be bad. Or I know this door is trapped. I'm still going to kick in the fucking the door. The question I, of, like, are you yeah. sure you want to do that? Even if well, there's nothing bad on the other side, like, that's mm. quite a the possibility. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing, I, especially with new players, the, the threat, I wouldn't say it's a threat, but it's kind of like a mild threat 
when yeah. we hear like Jerry goes, "You sure you want to do that?" Yes, we understand that as a threat. You sure like, about that? You sure, like, you sure, you sure about, about that? Then you're gonna go. Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me think of all the possibilities that this can go wrong, and you're never gonna think of enough ways it can go wrong that it's not gonna go wrong. So you're still probably gonna do it anyway. Yeah, but it puts the effectively fear of God in you. Yeah, and yeah. you go. Are no, I'm sure I'm accepting the, the consequences of this yes. action. And that's what it is. You but, accept the consequences but, of the possibility of something happening. But, Could nothing happen? Yes. But here's mm. the thing. Yeah. New players might not understand that. So sure. I think that as a GM, for a new, if you're a new players, you like to say, you need to handhold new players a little bit more, especially mm -hmm. in the modern age, because no offense to... Look, we stream RPGs online. There's the critical roles. There's the Dimension 20s that... You're talking about experienced players and experienced actors doing experienced things in the game that they're experienced with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they see that, and they're, and they're using that as their, and then that plus video games, they're not going to understand that there's all of these options. Yeah. If and the fact that if they screw up, it could cost their character, cost the group, you know, hardship. Yeah. So I think that if you're knowing that you're you're a mildly experienced GM, and you're going into a group of new players. You have to do an extra amount of handholding, mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, this is a possibility. I'm not saying this is exactly what's going to happen, but keep in mind your actions. Are not even say that possibilities. Your action, what you're asking me to do, is going to cause a lot of noise. Yeah, mm -hmm. and other people might hear that noise. Yeah. And they, I think that's enough to say, "Hey, think about." But this. giving them the idea of like what their action that they're asking for. The consequences of that action that they should know about, like the yeah. character should know, kicking in the doors in the castle, a lot of noise. Yes. So that gives like, oh wait, then that lets the player think, oh, we're trying to be stealthy by kicking the door. That might alert the next group. Yeah. Yeah. Additionally, and this is just me. Uh, I I I recently just got to start experiencing DMing for newer players, um, and I, I love it. Uh, but the first time they played, I sent them to a dungeon. And the very first door had a poison trap on it. Yeah. Not one person checked. And I didn't say anything to them. I made sure it wouldn't kill them. I was like, okay, oh, hey, you take four points of poison damage. They were level one. Uh, and the That's guy. That's a got, lot. And the guy who got hit <laughs> was a barbarian. No, no. The, the guy who got hit was a barbarian. So I made sure if it was like the, if it was the bard or the druid, it would have been two. That's fine. But I knew it was the barbarian. So I was like, I right, bet the barbarians, he, he built common strength. Right. So I knew, I knew he, he had, he, yeah, I was like, all right, four <laughs> points is going to hurt, but it's not going to like down him. 30%. Yeah. So he took the four and he was like, damn. And I was like, yeah. And then the very next door, they started checking for traps. And I was like, see, it worked itself out. We learned. And, yeah. and if you're a GM and you're running for new players, my suggestion, this may not be Jared's thing. My suggestion is have the players fill out a card about their basic stats. There's, I know in uh, D&D it's a little hey, different. Yeah, yeah. Pathfinder's three saves, mm -hmm. fort, reflex, will, their hit points, their armor class. Yeah. And then maybe their perception modifier, maybe, right? There's a lot of things in the character. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things yeah. in the character, but for a GM, you don't necessarily yeah. need to know all of it. You mm -hmm. just need to know the bear. Like, look, if I know you're a wizard, I kind of know what you do. Yeah. Right? If I know that you're a rogue, I kind of know what you do. Right? If, you're, if I know the system. Yeah. But I need to know your fort, reflex, and will. And I know in D&D, it's all six saves. Maybe you don't need to know that. But I need to know your hit points, your armor class, and basically what you can do. So if I know the wizard's opening the fucking door, oh shit. It does two points. It goes to, does two, you know, That's, yeah. you can modify the things. If you are doing like a little bit of the behind the scenes, 
modifications with people, that's a whole different discussion. But if you know that you're new players and you're not trying to kill anybody, you're making sure everyone's having fun. Yeah. That's a little bit of information that you need to know, especially if you're a relatively new GM and you have trouble with on-the-fly modifications. Yeah. It's tricky. It's, I, I know one of the things I did when I was um, when I would DM or GM, right, is for like the newer players, like or at least when they would start on like level one, because most of the people I had were like, oh, we're playing for the first time, and you have like a couple people that are like veterans. Yeah. It's, yeah. I like to do like a ramp of difficulty when it comes to like how shit happens. Like, oh, you're trying to stuff in something and you roll shitty. Okay, instead of it making so all the guards in the area like all of China knows you're here, like on some Mulan shit, right? I don't do the that. But what I will do is I say like, oh, somebody down the hall here just like, oh, what was that? And you'll hear them walking up. Now that person realizes, oh my sound or me fucking up has a consequence but then now they're later in five six levels later they know that if they're dealing some of the guards they're not just gonna like think oh there's a noise they're gonna think somebody's here they're gonna think something's gonna happen they're mm -hmm. gonna investigate longer right they might start stabbing things they might do things that are a little bit smarter because they're intelligent right they're yeah. not just mindless beasts or dumb goblins they're actual people that are trained for this type of shit people need to be aware of the consequences of their own actions you can even use that as a new gm and a new player even if you're a brand new gm and a brand new player if your players don't understand the consequences of their actions they say well i'm going to throw a fireball down it then you go okay everyone make a perception check and no matter what they roll whoever rolls the higher you say you hear a gargle what was that and you hear footsteps yeah you didn't immediately enter a failure state where guards are calling for more guards yeah you said Hey, you hear clank, 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 and a guy goes, "What was that? I heard something." See it again. If you're, especially if you're new players in the jam, that gives you an easy way to go. There was now a failure because you either failed the self check, or you failed to realize how much sound your character makes. Yeah, you blew up or something in a room, right? Yeah. But you gave them a a failure with cost, basically yeah. saying that they, they, they fucked up, but they have a chance to rectify it in some way. They have now, effectively, you said the action of that bad guy is, I'm searching for bad guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm searching for the players. What do you do? Right? And then, and then they, they go, it adds that level. It, it yeah. gives them, like, oh man, now I gotta do yeah. something. And then the next time, they're like, oh, I'm gonna, well, wait, maybe I won't throw a fireball in. It's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I won't just kick the door in. Or, you know, maybe I won't. And it's not so much you taking the fun mm -hmm. away. Because you're still going to have somebody goes, fuck it, like me. And he goes, I'm kicking in the fucking door. <laughs> you sure? Yes, I'm kicking in the fucking door. Because that's what, one, I want to do. Two, my character would do. And three, it's the quickest way for me to get in the damn room. Yeah. Right? Will I have to deal with a possible trap? Yes. Will I deal with a possible ambush? Yes. Will I deal with me not kicking hard enough and the door yes. just standing still? Ah, oh, yes. my foot! <laughs> you know? Ah, oh, my weak point. But, <laughs> but, but the thing is that at some point, even if for, for you as a new player, you will think, oh, well, last time I did this and we get pulled three new guards, I think the worth risk is worth it because I want to get to jump on this next room. Yeah. yeah. So you know what you're getting yourself into now. So it's not that I have a question of, is the GM punishing me? It's like, no, 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 my shit makes noise. I'm still going to take the risk. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I also think that touches on a good topic of this happened once before because now they're complaining about it, right? So that means it's happened multiple times. Yeah. You don't complain about the one time, right? Like, all right, it happened. It's whatever. Okay, this is the fifth time it happened. They're not learning. Yeah. They're clearly not picking up on what you're putting down. So then you have to have a conversation here. What kind of game are you playing? Because they may want a different game than you're willing to Yeah, they, they exactly. Tina's, Tina hit it right on the head. Like, you might be playing a, a quasi-realistic game, 
and they might be wanting a very new player it's right on the rails yeah like avengers yeah. like not not that but like okay once we're in this encounter it's only this encounter and it's mm -hmm. not that encounter because that's a different encounter that happens in that room not this room you know it happens in room b13 not b13 and b14 and i saw someone in the comments you know on the reddit thing they said something similar to that but they were like uh you know they basically were like oh um you know like well the 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 system is love based encounters are based for this and they're not and they don't expect the players you know if you're always running severe encounters they expect the they they don't expect the players to always be fighting severe encounters the pay, players could leave yeah that's the other thing they're is always they, run not yes. everything is fight to yeah. the death uh, not everything is fight to the death and yes the game for pathfinder second edition specifically the game is not balanced for the players to go against severe encounters time and time again. That is 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that the game intends for the rules of the of physics of the game mm -hmm. to stop. So that meaning that if you are in a severe encounter and you kick in the door to the Goblin King's lair, he's just going to stare at you and wait for his turn. It's... it. Yet again, it's kind of the suspension there is... In the rules, if he sees active violence, he's going to answer with violence. So there's not a, a thing in the game. Like, yes, if you want to balance encounters that way, that's fine. But the game is not going to say, just because you balance encounters that way, doesn't mean the next encounter does not fire. Sure. Mm -hmm. like, even though it's balanced for one, if you pull in five, well, good luck. You just made it five times more difficult. Oh, yeah. yeah. means you're probably going to be run or die. Yep. Run or die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which might teach a valuable lesson for your players that running is an option. This is yeah. true. Not every encounter is fight to the death. Because there are some video games, unfortunately, where you do have to kill every single bad person in order to progress to the next level, but not all games are like that. Yeah. There are some games that you can just stealth around everybody and you don't have to kill anybody. I, I feel like one of the games, although it's not really the same, the game Undertale kind of makes me think about that because it gives you three different paths to complete this game. You could go just kill everything in sight. You just kill every monster throughout the entire game, and you're now the big bad, and everyone is out to kill you because you've been <laughs> killing everything. Yes. Or you go, like, the the peaceful pacifist route, and you talk your way out of every combat. You, you don't lift a finger. You don't hurt anyone. You don't gain any experience. And for that, you are gifted with everyone treats you with kindness and respect the entire game and helps you at the end you know and then there's like a middle ground was like you killed one person and then now you have to fight one character at the end of the game because he's pissed at you for killing, killing one, one person, person. like i <laughs> it was like you have to fight sans undertale regardless like how bad you want it to be you know renegade 100 percent Yes. Renegade option. I only do Renegade, renegade and Mass Effect. I only Mass do effect, Renegade yes. and Mass Effect. Pleasant right now. Mass Effect. Renegade. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. the only game well, I do. Renegade. Bioshock too. If you kill one little sister. But oh, uh, I feel so bad anytime I kill a uh, little kill sister in Bioshock. Uh, that that makes me cry. I just don't like the way they like scream in terror. That's don't really need that. I don't need that. Don't that like, I don't need a little girl <laughs> screaming at me like that, this. That's repressed <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Deep, yeah, deep and I'm like, in my mind, nope. yeah, I'm glad like the story panned out. Like, oh, I went the good route. Oh, they're all safe and happy at the end. Oh, I love Kill this. Kill them all. None of them are safe. 
but also none of them were safe to begin with. Yeah, it, like, exactly. was killing them actually a mercy, you know? Yes. But, it, like, but again, it's... Every everything boils down to like if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Like you have to, you have to as a player learn and evolve not just through your character but also you as a player. You have to understand like how the game is played. I'm bad at that. I understand that. I it takes me forever to actually understand the rules of the game and conceptualize them and use them. But I like playing these games and learning that stuff. But then there's also the fact that you need to evolve as a character and realize this is what your character would do. They wouldn't just well, also blow as a up the player. Room. That yes. may not be your table. You need to also know. that, yeah. But you should also evolve as a player. Like yeah. as a player in a situation, if I keep giving you breadcrumbs, like if you're the DM and you keep giving your players breadcrumbs for them to pick up to understand that. There's a lot of loot here. Maybe I'm going to need this yes, for yes. some reason. <laughs> Maybe there might be a boss battle. It's, it's, Maybe it's the, it's the chest happen, of, you know? of healing items before the you, big boss. You know, like, all these things have, like, pick it up. Pay attention. It's like, as a player, like, listen, there are going to be things that you miss. And as a DM, there's going to be things that are missed, right? Mm. But if you put it enough times, people will start to pay attention, hopefully, mm. right? And see that the noise they make the tracks guards you know the mean things they said to a shopkeeper may have long lasting consequences yeah that guy's never gonna right? sell to you ever yeah. and you know if you burn an orphanage people they won't like you you know yeah. all <laughs> these things not like in a video game where they're all self-contained or at least in the games that they play where it's self-contained where it doesn't affect other things mm -hmm. no like this is an evolving world you, you know what's funny is I was reading through the comments as we were talking and no, people, you weren't listening. People, I was definitely not. <laughs> 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 Jared's like, Jared, fuck him. You failed your perception check. Yeah, what yeah. happened to you being an arbiter? What yeah. happened? I, you guys were doing it fine. Roll for initiative, a lot, Jared. A lot of the stuff that people started saying in the comments were like, well, you are playing a cooperative game. If they don't like this, blah, 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 XYZ, you are playing a role-playing game. And I was like, well, role-playing is the, the, the enemies hear you. That's role-playing. You are playing the role of the guards who are supposed yeah. to hear you. And then people were saying, like, oh, well, it's not fair. The game isn't balanced to have severe encounters. We touched on that. And then people were saying, like, well, um, you know, that's, you know, it's supposed to be a collective storytelling game. And I was like, well, no, it's it's not a collective storytelling game. You're an arbiter of the story. No, 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 it's not. I never, the, so I firmly believe the GM is not a storyteller. This is a different conversation topic. The GM is not a storyteller. The GM gives, like, sets the scene. But you, the players, create the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the referee, I'm the referee, more or less. I don't, I don't create the story. I, I, I take the the, the reds. You, you create. know where the boundaries are, where what's in, what's out, and then can let us know if we've stepped out of those. No, I, I don't tell you anything. Like if if tomorrow, if the next game, Tina turns evil and decides to kill everyone and side with the bad person. That's the story. I, yeah. I meant like within the the lines is the rules of the game. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yo, I played. What was it? What was the previous one that we played? The it's just Edge Watch. Yeah, no, before Edge Watch, what we played with um uh not South Shore, freaking Sound Point, Sands Point, Sands Point. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. module, I've played that what five times, five or six times. Yeah. Every single time it was different. Every single fucking time it was different. So and even in my more storyteller. No, no. he runs differently. No, he's ran it. Jared ran it like he's ran it, right? 
Funny thing is, I've played this game multiple times, and each time the story came out different because of the people that were involved, how they interacted with the world, and what they did, right? And the thing is, the consequences of like, oh, uh, dealing with certain people certain ways, the friends that we've made across yeah. the way, right? even the and party like, dynamic. Yeah, everything was different, and it was because of what everybody did, right? It's how they influenced the world. Yeah. If they're saying that it's difficult, I can understand from a new player perspective. Yeah. Well, that can be frustrating. And I think anybody can understand that, too. But just by saying, like, oh, it's difficult by, like, if you're if you're just saying, like, hey, the very first room, they open up and everybody in the entire <laughs> college comes down to whoop your ass, that's kind of rude. That'd be a lot. That's, they're, they're yeah. being a dick. Yeah, 100%. Smaller encounter are you fucked up today, oh, But the way that you preface or release it, the way that the OP, like, pre um, preface, like, how it went down yeah. and, like, I was like, yo, you're making noise. You're doing certain things. Hey, listen, this isn't the first time, as you probably like yeah. alluded to, that this happened. You're not picking shit up, right? Yeah. You need mm -hmm. to be a little bit more aware that the action that you have affects the world, and you have to be a little bit more careful, choosy, I, and just tactical. I, I'm going to piggyback on your comment, is that at the same time that the players should be picking up on the hints of the DM, I will say 100%, sometimes the DM thinks her hints are being read and go understand like oh when the dm said xyz that meant yeah this 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 but the problem is in a lot of cases you as a dm know the results true i understand right? what you're saying so yes. at some point maybe if the if the hints aren't being read be more clear with your hints true be obvious if after obvious. a session after session after session it's not like you don't. They they like. Oh, how in the hell could I be heard in the next room when I cast five fireballs in this room? I don't understand. You need to be more clear as a DM, and so especially if you're a new DM and with new players, or even just with new players, saying, "Hey, the action you're about to take is going to cause a lot of fucking noise. You're effectively causing a small explosion in this room." Yeah. yeah well, yeah. be super descriptive. You're like. Your fireball makes a loud boom. It shakes the walls. Dust comes off yeah, the ceiling. Yeah. You start here. A myriad of footsteps coming down the hallway, and they're banging on the door. You That's clearly when your realize. Timer comes in. Yeah. You're like, damn, you got five seconds to figure out what to do. Figure some shit out. Yeah. You know? But like, now you're giving them the idea of like, oh shit, like, I made noise. I just shook a building with yeah. a fire blast. Maybe I shouldn't do fire blasts in a building if I'm trying to be quiet. Also, not, not to be rude, but. Be rude. Like, yeah, but also like the like. Hey, we've seen so. Uh, like you know, we're, we're talking. Oh, you know, let's 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 look at the greats, right? Critical Role in the TV show, right? They mimic a lot of that after this. The games that they had, they kind of just you know turned it into a TV show on yeah. Amazon Prime. Uh, there was the scene where the gnome is infiltrating the building. He gets caught. Oh yeah. And then at one point he breaks into a room and they're playing D and D, and he he brings that encounter in. So they had that right. Yeah. But also another thing is we've all had the encounter where, like you guys had it in Sand's point where the ghouls started piling up and you guys put up stuff in front of the doors, and then you snuck around through the sides. Uh, we've had it where there's also the opportunity, right? Like let's say they're intelligent, they're goblins. Hmm. Why don't you just if it's if it's a role playing game and you're collectively telling a story, why is no one role playing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, we're getting chased by fifty goblins. Start throwing gold at them. 
do some weird shit. See do some happens. weird shit. Throw gold at them. Just be yes, like, I'm emptying my bag of gold. Oh, yo, heresy. Is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff is a rogue. Is I, the I will matrix. say, in the defense of that statement, yeah. that's from experienced players playing in a game that they're experienced with. True. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, time, a lot of people, but she's creative. Like, not yeah. everybody is creative. Not everybody is great at improv. Not everybody is good at, like, thinking on their feet. Some people are just you know, my meat first session, sticks. I was deer in a headlights. Like, okay, what do you do? I'm like, I have no fucking idea yeah. what my yeah, options that. are. <laughs> I think it's more that where I don't know what I can do. Yeah. It's not on my character sheet what I can do beyond no attacking here. things. <laughs> so, yeah. I Try think it's... You know, it's being creative is not always intuitive to yeah. most people, right? Yeah. And it's it's not always like the quickest thing to come to mind of like, oh, I can draw some odd shit, mm-hmm. right? And hope that it'll be effective. Sometimes you can try it, and as a veteran player, it's like it may come a little bit more natural to us. Then, or if you're a little bit better at improv or a little bit like more creative, then yeah. these things can happen. But if you're not, it's tricky. As a DM, you give these opportunities. As players, you just try shit. Yeah, I think right? reward creativity, like you're saying. Like as a GM, I have to reward the creative player. Yeah, I have to reward Jeff doing something that's not in the rules. Bless you. Because I have to reward Tina. For doing something that's not in the rules, or you know, Zach's character, or Fabio's character, or Steve's character, for but doing something. But there is incentive for that in Pathfinder, like being creative in that capacity. There's there's the hero point system where like you do something that's like really dope, but like something that the mm-hmm. GM wasn't expecting. Boom! Here's a hero point yeah. that you can use to re-roll or arbitrary some. pluses. Yeah, yeah or just like you all, you give out one. like plus ones for no reason because yeah. like dope. Well, not for no reason, but for what you did. For, but for obviously, for for some you did, but like not mechanically. It, it com- yeah, it yeah. comes out left field almost. You know, it's like they weren't expecting. This. Yeah, you know, like we've all we've all seen it. We've all been there. Obviously, the the person didn't say whether or not these are new players or mm-hmm. old players. You know, we keep. I can't make blanket judgment on what's happening. I can only go off of what was told. And it sounded like, A, happened multiple times, and they weren't picking up on what you were putting down. We've discussed on uh, numerous different ways to deal with that. You know, we've all pointed out, hey, if you're not kind of picking up on the fact that every time you start a fight in the hallway, guards keep coming around the doors. People might just come out from other rooms. Maybe you should start thinking about that. Think of different options. Maybe you need to start doing 007 or looking into it a different fashion. B, as a GM, sometimes you have to be a little bit more flexible. The rules kind of, you have to kind of flex, go with, you know, go with the flow, see what's happening. Sometimes be more blatant. Be more blatant. One of my big pet peeves was from Agents of Edgewatch, which was in the Cobalt district where you were dealing with the cobalt i remember that i remember where fabio's character had really high charisma and i was like yo the book literally says they're gonna pick a fight with you no matter what you do and i was like that's disgusting the book should never say that we got so pissed at that like, yeah no but, but we had shit and i'm we, just like i rolled like really high i'm just you like, did. like you crit you crit like yeah, three times in a row and and here's the thing not even to be rolling really well Saying what your character says, it's like that makes yeah. fucking sense. And it says no, nothing. What you do matters, and that's the worst thing to take for your players. Yeah, as that- a GM, it's the worst thing to say. Like, no matter what you do, nothing matters. That's like, literally the one thing that's going to suck the life out of your game. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, fuck it. Then I'm just going to roll dice and be like, I swear. 
I do this. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be the video best yeah. Thank yes. Hey, Thank look you. at that. That's why. We wrapped around. Because then you're Thank detached you, from your character, and you're not, like, the fun of this is that you get to pretend to be the character that yeah. you're playing. In a video game, there is that detachment. Okay. Yo, I've, I've seen people almost lose friendship at this table. Uh, Last the last the last time we were in, in the tunnels, uh, where Zach was like, "Yeah, my mind blasting blows up," and I was like, "How far?" And it hit everyone. And Tina was like, "Well, I have to kill Zach in the game and in real life." Y'all, y'all didn't <laughs> let me explain. I remember that now. <laughs> y'all yeah. didn't let me I explain. Just, I want you to understand. I've never seen Tina mad. Like I've seen Tina upset. Like you know, she got like car accident. She's gotten mad like that. I saw Tina with like murder and all. She we, was like, I'm gonna kill her. We literally saw no, steam <laughs> come from her head. Yeah. She said it. She goes, I'm gonna kill her. I was like, I'll help. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Are you sure? You sure? Are you sure? Yeah, are when, when you sure? she was like, I asked him twice. Sure? But I was just like, Y'all didn't like, like I'm gonna have to hide a body today. Oh, uh, well. Oh, well. Being aware there are consequences to your actions <laughs> and clear communication is important. Yeah. I was trying. <laughs> it was, it, it, yeah. And also, remember, you're playing a game and you can't see everything. Yeah. So sometimes clear communications, like Tina just said, is, and we've kind of reiterated, just be as clear as possible with your players. Be like, hey, the fireball shakes the building, sand comes down. Hey, I do this spell. The other player is like, yo, I might be in that spells range. Because obviously we don't, you might not be playing virtual tabletop. You might not be, you might be playing at a table and you, 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 you don't have the money to, to draw a grid or you're playing theater of the mind. Um, things get lost in translation. True. So, but it, again, new players don't know what they can and can't do. And like Tina said, if the GM isn't flexible, the players will revert to the video game aspect it's where what they know and they're yeah, yeah i swing i i press a to attack and i cast my attack mm -hmm. and then i wait you know like the final fancy your turn you got wait for your mana limit break you wait for your turn bar yeah exactly well also in the conversation are you having fun if nobody at the table is having fun Playing a whack ass Play game. something else. Did, yeah, just anything else. Play poker or but, something. But on the inverse of that statement, if all of your players are having fun, and you as the GM are having fun, you're having fun. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. You're Have fine. Fun. Yeah. Do it okay. Yep. I think that is the best statement to end this conversation on. Huh? Is if you're all having fun, then you're doing the right thing. If you're not, like Tina said, work together to figure out a better system. Maybe Pathfinder Second Edition is too tactical. We didn't like ages. We ditched it. Yeah. We something else. <laughs> yeah, yet again, yeah. it's not necessarily the system you're using. It's possible that the system you're using is not conducive to the game you want to run. Yeah. Or the game your players want to enjoy. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it is it's entirely possible this, this campaign doesn't jive well. Yet again, mm -hmm. you've mentioned how many times session zeros are important. Yeah. Hey, this is the game that I'm thinking about running. Hey, this is not the game that we want to play in. Or vice versa. But, hey, but we want to play in the Gungeon Crawl. Yeah. Hey, I want to run a political intrigue. You know, but it's, it's also a, a point for players who maybe don't know all the rules to ask questions. Or, like, or even as things are coming up, like, ask questions. Try like, it. Try some shit. Always, always be learning. Yeah. Always be learning. Always I'm not going to lie. Yes. Play with, like, 10 or 12-year-olds. They come up with the wildest shit. <laughs> I love. Yo, I, I remember. I've seen some of your games. Uh, yeah, I remember. Like I was playing at the, the Cradle of Aviation, 
and there was this girl. She was like quite a young thing. She played a rogue, and she wasn't like your lockpicky rogue. She remember like people signed up. Her dad signed up, and her dad wanted to play. Yeah, her dad was like, "Yeah, I'm playing this," and she <laughs> she got stuck playing with her dad. So she was like, "Well, I want to be an elf." So in Pathfinder, they were playing Pathfinder Second Edition. She was playing the elf. That elf is the rogue iconic character. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, here you go." Um, and I remember they they went into a building and they were fighting cultists. And there was like they were in like a dining hall. So she dived under the table like a little kid would do. Mm-hmm. She dived under the table and then she started hamstringing people. Yep. <laughs> she had sense. advantage on everything. I was like, "Yo, what?" She was like, "Yo, I climb under the table." I was like, I, you have like, that's like, you're in cover. That's like a plus four. Yeah, for plus stealth. Plus four to stealth. So I was like, roll your stealth. And she had a dumb high stealth. I was like, I bet no one knows you dived under the table because you were so, like, combat broke out. So they didn't see it. Distracted. Yeah, they were distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she dived under the table and then she got right by her dad, who was the fighter. He was playing Valoros. And he was just like, whap. And I was like, well, you technically have sneak attack because you're, you're flanking and yeah. you're in stealth, flat footed. She was like, Wap, stab, and people were just going down. I was like, I all you see is do grab his leg, scream, and drop to the floor, and then like drop, and then she would just stab him in the head, <laughs> and she started just wiping people out. I was like, yo, that was like I, so cool to see this young person, because another like an older, like older in age player would have just been like, okay, I'm a rogue, I'm gonna flank with my fighter, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to do the more in rules option. Yeah, but she was like no, a little kid, like as a little kid, big mean monster get under table. I was like, yo, I want to do that from now on. I, Sensation. I will yeah. say that I had a similar experience to that because I ran. Fun enough, I was Jared. Yes. For, and they created aviation for one year because he couldn't make it. Yep. So I was the pseudo Jared. And my name tag specifically said, not Jared. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I ran two tables. One table. The first table was a bunch of new players, brand new players. I think there was one guy with his kid that he knew how to play, but, you know, his kid was brand new. They were the most fun table to play with. And then I had a table with a whole bunch of people who played before. And not that it wasn't. I definitely felt the difference. Yeah. Where, like, the new table was trying a whole bunch of new things that they just didn't know if it worked. Yeah. And I made it work for them. Yep. Because it made sense what they were mm-hmm. trying to do. And I, like, I made it work. And then the other thing is, like, no, I'm going to flank and I'm going to five move five steps here. And not that, that one version is better than the other, but sometimes being unrestrained from the rules is freeing. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why do you think I have to, Why do you bounce. think I don't want to learn the rules? And, that was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And as as a GM, roll with it. Yeah. yeah. If it's not completely breaking the rules, roll with it. Fuck yeah. it. See what happens. Yeah. It's worth it. And list mm. a canter of holy water. Yes. <laughs> he got a fucking hose. Yeah. Fucking teenagers, <laughs> which ruined my entire encounter. By the way. <laughs> yeah. It was like a severe doom encounter. I was like, yo, that's how you open up fire next- hydrogen of holiness. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you gave us swarms, and I could not hit swarms with my weapon, so I came up with another yeah. solution. It worked. Oh, it worked really well. Yeah. Perfect. It Super continues effective. to work. It continues to work. Um, yeah, so that's that's really it. And I that guess. doesn't stop with your players knowing the rules. No. If yeah. your players come up with a solution that makes sense, roll with it. Yeah, just yeah I didn't know if that would work or if that because that's technically not how you use that item, but it was an interesting idea. We tried it out. We on the fly came up yeah. with like limitations for it, so it was a little balanced. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It worked. Yeah, both parties have to be, like, able to kind of roll with each other. Like, yeah. Tina was like, I want to do this. I'm not sure. Can I do this? I was like, yeah, but it's not going to be infinite. 
Yeah. And then she it, was like, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I had to use an action to, to recap. concentrate. Yeah. yeah. So that way, okay, there's, there's, yet again, the goal rolls back to, does it make sense? It doesn't mean that give your players carp launch to do anything. Mm-hmm. I it get just, hit points all day. No. <laughs> does, it, does the thing that they're trying to do make sense? Wait, can and we do, do that? Uh, and here, <laughs> didn't you hear I'm some sort of limitation it, saying, though. hey, because you're doing this thing, it's going to cost you X. Yeah. Or you could be the, the gnome who decides to ride a frog behemoth and then <laughs> become the priestess, the, the head of the frog goblin tribe. Hell yeah. Uh, frog goblin kids. Yeah. Slurg! Slurg! That's such a fun game. Yeah, yeah. I think this campaign's very like grim and dark and like we have to save the universe and that campaign oh, no, was like a bad no, no, but that campaign was very like yeah we have to Y'all, save the universe. Did you listen to the last episode? No, yeah. we lived it. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, at, the, at the end of the day, if your campaign is super like realistic and dark, at some point let your players have fun. Yeah. yeah, play Warhammer. Let, maybe let them have that one episode. Be like, let them wall out. Can, can we have we a had beat? Last, yo, we had that last. Yeah. Show, it was like, yo, we yeah. got to do a fucking Marvel versus Capcom special on these motherfuckers. That shit was dope. We're gonna pay for that later. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get a beach episode this campaign. But additionally, the the enemy did tell the one. players you guys were coming. Yeah. That's the funny thing. He did run and tell the other enemies. Yeah. They prepped a fight. Yeah. You two idiots just broke the game. <laughs> we were like, hey, you accept the consequences? Yeah. <laughs> the consequences were accepted. I'm yeah. like, I got enough HP to take a Wally Wop. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. I didn't. <laughs> I expected to die in that encounter. Yo, I expected to go, death. I'm going to, my, my shield will take the damage and then I will explode. <laughs> Death was accepted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but it was missed. Every game, you just want to see how many different classes you can play, huh? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I want to play all of them. All of them. One campaign they just every out class. With new ones. <laughs> yeah, eventually yeah. it's going to be infinite. <laughs> Alright, with that being said, uh, I want to say thank you very much to everyone hanging out with us. I want to say, of course, thank you very much to our, my wonderful Wednesday group who comes uh, bi-weekly to get silly and hang out, play Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, whatever bullshit I come up with. I want to say thank you very much to Alcohol for being delicious. Yes. Um, oh my god. And making things way better. Um, <laughs> that actually might also help the game. And might actually help the game. Actually, oh, according to Matthew Lillard, it definitely helped I'm, us. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. We used to get when we used to play at the store. We would all go for drinks at the bar before, right before four. we would play. So we were like two drinks in and start playing, and, and then we like would leave and get another. And, drink. and then we would get like two oh, drinks yeah, in. Shitty. Yeah, I gotta and drive five hours. And it. then we sobered up by the time we had to drive. Yeah, 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 we sobered up because like, it was a five I gotta hour. Go home five yeah. hours. Remember, fucked remember, up now. Remember, sober up. hold on. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink yeah. and drive. Never drink and drive. It is not endorsed by NBNG. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I detest you if you drink and drive. I am home. That's it. I don't have to worry about this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, 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 we gotta drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to drive. Regardless, but, uh, if- regardless, uh, we are another mention that the game will roll. That I am old. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Rolling dice, giving, giving advice, advice with a little, little bit of that New York, York spice. spice. See you later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.